1: How you doing? This is good. This is working.
0: There we go. That's what I like to hear. You ready?
1: Yeah. My name's Jim Serpico and this, should I start with my name or should I start with this is Bread for the People? Do you like it like this? Welcome to Bread? Or do you like it like this? Welcome. Ready? Welcome to Bread for the People. Mind, is there a script? welcome to bread for the people i'm jim serpico wow what a show we have for you today um i'd like to say i have an old friend but i don't know if we're really friends we're acquaintances and quite honestly i didn't even know he was around and what i mean by around is alive um i I thought he might have passed But I'm glad to find out that he connected through a friend of a friend and asked to be on the podcast. Uh, You all know him. You might have thought the same as I. He's an entrepreneur, he's a restaurateur. He's really known for his management skills. He's a a partner in many of the biggest restaurants in the New Jersey area, certainly, many bakeries uh, and countless other businesses. Please welcome my friend and acquaintance, Tony. Tony S., how are you?
0: Very good. How are you doing today, Jim?
1: Uh, it' Good, good. I'm kind of shocked to be talking to you, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm breathing. You're breathing? Where the fuck have you been, man?
0: Yeah, I've been away for some time. I had to take care of some things.
1: Really? I, I mean, I, I'm so interested in hearing what you've been doing with yourself and where you're even living.
0: Yeah, I've been hiding out on the down low. I've got a lifetime supply of Gabagool and Pasta Vazul, and I've been good to go for the past uh, two years or whatever.
1: I don't know if, like me, with the pandemic, you started getting into baking bread or anything. How did you survive the pandemic?
0: Yeah, I got a guy who delivers it to my door. Only he knows where I've been staying, you know. I don't know about you, Jim, but the best bread is in Jersey at Calandra's. You ever have a loaf of Calandra's bread?
1: I never had Calandra's bread, to be honest. I mostly have had my bread from the boroughs. You know, there's kind of a thing between New York and New Jersey. A lot of people from Jersey think things are better there. A lot of people in New York think things are better here. I don't know. You think it's better than New York?
0: I mean, I've had some bread out there. I know Calandra's only uses four ingredients, so it's simple.
1: And do you like that? Now, when you invest in these or partner, I don't know if it's it's called an investment or a partnership, but... I've been told by some people, you don't even care if the bread's good. You're just really interested in the business model.
0: That's not true at all. I don't get involved with anybody with stale bread. That's for the fucking pigeons.
1: I gotcha. Okay. So it is important to you.
0: Yeah, especially if people try feeding it to my ducks. That's how the ducks could choke and die. (laughs) Next thing I know, I go in my backyard. There's a dead duck in my swimming pool because he was choking on somebody's stale bread from uh, from fucking aqueduct raceway or
1: some shit. Nobody would want that. I mean, Jesus, nobody would want that. Um, Are you still investing and partnering with people? Uh, If I like the product, why not? Okay. Um, Do you know
0: if they got a good thing going, you know, they're good people, but they're Italian. That's a plush.
1: Is it strictly Italians or no?
0: I mean, you know, we got a lot of Jews in this business, too. You know, they handle the money, and they're really good with it. So uh, I got a lot of Jewish partners. This guy, Hesh, he likes to buy horses.
1: He likes the horses? Uh, do you like the horses?
0: Yeah, I do. I had a horse. Pile my Fucking burnt in flames. <laughs> I've been very fucking depressed about it, Jim.
1: I could only only imagine. Um, now have and you- I didn't
0: take my Kozak today.
1: Okay. I'm sorry to hear you out. You must be out of your supply. Now, I'm wondering, you've been out of touch with most of the people I know. Uh, have you been in touch with any of your old pals?
0: Yes. Yeah, uh, Paulie. I've met up with recently at uh, Okay. He started again with the uh, with the conspiracy theories. I said, I had enough of this shit. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go to Holston's. I'm going to sit down with my family one last time.
1: Yeah, I get it. Now, what about do you already buko? He was the restaurant guy, uh, the maitre D.
0: Yeah, he was a good friend.
1: He's a good friend because he kind of like he was a whiny guy and he talked a lot.
0: Yeah, that's already for you. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?
1: Now, I wanted to talk to you about your management style. Um, I don't know that you even went to college for business, but you, yeah,
0: I have a semester and a half of college under my belt, pal.
1: Oh, you do? What college? Yeah, I
0: do. Uh, I went to the University of Rutgers, Newark.
1: In Newark, okay. Um, and did you, you, is that where... You, what are you making fun of me in the way I
0: say Newark now?
1: No, that's how we say it here in Long Island.
0: Yeah, N-O-R-K is the correct pronunciation. We don't say Newark. That's for the tourists.
1: I understand. Did you, did you uh, frequent the grease trucks at Rutgers and Newark?
0: Oh, you're fucking funny, Jim. This fucking guy. <laughs> I don't want to be talking all sexual on your podcast. You know, I don't know if Carmella's listening.
1: <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. Does it even matter what she thinks anymore? Hey,
0: yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we got to worry about the kids. I got gotcha. you.
1: So tell me about your management style. Did you have any influences?
0: Yeah, growing up, uh, Vito Genovese. Uh, Carlo Gambino, all those guys that you see on the uh, History Channel.
1: What did you take from someone like Vito? Or, you know, like share with us. A lot of the people who listen to this podcast run pizzerias, they they run bakeries, or they're home bakers, and they work the farmers' markets. And believe it or not, even at the farmers' markets, there's a lot of drama. And I, I think people might be able to take a cue from you about how to deal with people that are encroaching on their booth or yeah
0: let me just say this yeah if you have anybody coming to your lemonade stand and you're five years old give me a call and i'll take care of it just uh give me a lemonade on the house that's it
1: is that all it takes at this point
0: it depends on the situation you know if we're dealing with one of these big pharmaceutical companies you know i want a lifetime supply of prozac
1: okay i got you um do you do you get out to the farmers markets much
0: Yeah, I mean, I I try not to be seen in public these days. So uh, I got a guy who goes there for me and uh, delivers the package.
1: Now, if if I'm a lemonade or a bread guy and let's say I, I sell my bread at a farm stand, it's like just a stand in the middle of the country that sells produce and he says he wants to sell my bread and then another bread guy comes in and says he wants his bread sold there too. And the farm stance says, okay, now there's two of us and I'm making like a lot less money. How do you suggest I handle the situation?
0: Yeah, that's a very difficult situation. That's a problem. You got somebody stepping on your toes when you're trying to put bread on your table. Literally and literally. So, uh, what we would do is we would have a talk with this guy and have to relocate him to another destination.
1: I gotcha. Um, do you go to him? You might have to grease his envelope up a little bit,
0: but, uh. Hey, it's, uh, it's part of this business. You know that. Sometimes you got to pay some bread to get rid of some bread.
1: I completely understand. Now, do you have a favorite type of bread?
0: Absolutely. I prefer you know, a nice Bernal. Bernal? Yeah.
1: What do you think of the semolina?
0: Semolina is good. I love the seeds. You know, the seeds are the tastiest. That's what makes the bread. And I prefer a nice dark loaf of bread. I don't like it uh, extremely short. I like it well done.
1: Okay, you like a little crunch.
0: Absolutely, the crunch is what it's all about. If it doesn't crunch, it's no good.
1: I understand. Uh, I have a lot of customers that share share that sentiment. Um, so, what do you think? It's a very important sentiment. It is right. People Absolutely. people don't understand. It's also good for your teeth when you have that crunch and you have your teeth work. Um, yeah. it, it strengthens Let me ask you a the question, teeth, Jimmy. Yeah.
0: When when you have a Sandwich and yeah. you get cold cuts yeah. And the thing is fucking overloaded But the bread sucks Does right. it even fucking matter
1: no, the, it's bread, all- it, the whole sandwich is done at that point It's gotta be about the bread I mean it's the most important Now I don't know if your guy Cause, cause when you went away I wasn't baking bread I started at, at the pandemic Um, So I don't know if you had your guy pick up any of our bread Have you tasted it? No where can I get it? Uh You could get it uh listen i i just i just give it to your guy i mean you really don't have to do anything i'll get it to you but we do a bunch of farmers markets in long island and
0: yeah but you don't contact my guy i tell my guy where to go so you gotta tell me where to tell him where to go
1: okay so myers farm stand in woodbury it's available every day so we could start there um all right you know and then we do the east meadow farmers market every saturday uh east meadow is the town borelli's pizzeria I don't know if you know, that's a famous old pizzeria from the Pizza Belt. One of the, I'll have to uh, try that. Historic. It's it's not that good, but it's been around the longest.
0: Okay, I won't try that.
1: <laughs> I won't try that. Um, and what what are your thoughts on the pizza scene right now? New Jersey, there's a big rivalry between New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut in terms of pizza.
0: Yeah, it is. No, I'm going to say something. Because I'm tired of all these people saying, oh, you know, New York's better than Jersey. That's bullshit. What are you eating? Fucking dollar slices? Let me tell you something. Sometimes the dollar slices in New York are better than the fucking six dollar slices. What's that all about? Uh, but one thing I'm going to say. Yeah. There's the best I in Jersey over in Carlstadt. This guy. He's out of his fucking mind. Johnny Special. He was the meatball king of New Jersey two years in a row, and he's going to go on three this year. He was just on the ESPN with all those UFC guys. They were eating his meatballs, and uh, his fucking hot beats is to die for—nice and crispy, thin. And then let me tell you about his whole slice. Jesus Christ! If you're a tomato sauce guy,
1: nice and juicy. Really? Now, our beats is the is the New Haven I'll take my style. Take
0: dollars, John, if you're listening
1: a beats <laughs> is it's, a new haven style so he's doing a new haven in new jersey
0: no i mean our beats is just uh it's not, I, I understand they use the terminology more in connecticut but uh that's an italian american slang overall oh you ever see uh 29th street with uh, that guy who screams all the time he's no longer with us stanley Iolo, that's him
1: yeah sure
0: yeah, he calls it our pizza there, and he's from uh, Queens.
1: Interesting. I I didn't know that that was a thing other than Connecticut, to be honest with you.
0: Absolutely. Nothing like a good slice of our beach. I mean, like, not too many people are familiar with Canada pizza, unless they've seen that Julia Roberts movie, Mystic Pizza.
1: <laughs> right. I gotcha. you. Uh, Canada or Connecticut?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, i never been to Canada, but that's where my ducks are, so I'm going to have to go with Canada.
1: Okay, now I got some questions for you because I'm trying to expand my bread. What are all
0: these other things you're asking me? Fucking
1: answers? What? What do you mean? <laughs> Jesus, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. all right on. All right. Uh, I want to expand my bread business. Do you have any advice for me on how to get into uh, a restaurant? Let's say uh, like uh, any restaurant. Whether Yeah, it's-
0: we got to find a restaurant with bread that fucking sucks that is finding a good, <laughs> looking for a new type of bread and uh the places with the good bread we're gonna say well that's too bad if you like your bread you got a better one and we're gonna beat your price and we're gonna deliver it to you so you only gotta do any of the hard listed
1: so you, who's gonna do that me do i gotta go around and look or could you get me in some places
0: yeah i'll take care of it i got a guy
1: okay i appreciate that um i don't deliver bread to new jersey is that okay
0: yeah, what the fuck do you deliver it to
1: new york uh, long island i'm looking for places in long yeah. island
0: all right, we're going to meet you underneath the Verrazano Bridge. Okay. Oh, wait, no, that's that's the fucking bridge that connects to Stan Island. Is it, <laughs> I mean the fucking Gattles.
1: That's a different we we'll in the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah, the Lincoln Tunnel's good. All right, uh, listen, what about pasta? I, I know you like different kind of pastas. Yeah, fresh pasta versus dry pasta. Is there a difference?
0: Yeah, there is. It's very rare that I get to get the fresh pasta unless I'm going to go see my friend Artie Bucco. Carmelo uses the dry pasta. She prefers Rizzoni. I prefer Barilla. It's oh. always a fucking argument. It's just like the orange juice.
1: Why? Do you like it with the pulp?
0: You know, I like the one that says some pulp. <laughs> she gets the one that says lots of pulp. Fuck it gets stuck in my throat and I'm clogged. Probably I... the reason for my fucking panic attacks. Fucking clogging my arteries with pulp. Fucking bitch.
1: Speaking of panic I'm sorry, attacks I
0: have said that she's probably listening. Shit.
1: <laughs> are you still? are you have you been going to therapy? Yeah, I
0: have, and it's fucking bullshit. It's all about
1: motherfucking cop sucking fucking money. <laughs> it's not helping, I guess. That, that's what that means.
0: You hit a nerve there, Jim. Let's get back to the break.
1: Yeah, so uh, sourdough is really taking off. You yeah, know- if
0: you're in fucking Boston, rooting for the fucking Red Sox. <laughs> you ever have a sourdough fucking te- uh, pretzel from Schneider's?
1: Yes, I fucking did.
0: Disgusting. Discuss- yeah, I was fucking dehydrated for six days after eating fucking three pieces. That's just for the fucking squirrels.
1: That's, uh, some people say that about biscotti. I don't know if you share that.
0: Oh, take it easy now. I mean, I could use, I could use a biscotti right now.
1: Yeah, it's hard and to a
0: get. A f- fucking cup of, uh, deep espresso, because if I have real espresso, uh, that's just going to trigger a panic attack. I-,
1: I hear that. Um, so, okay, so you're not into sourdough. I do a lot of sourdough baking. Uh, I even make semolina with sourdough.
0: That actually sounds pretty good. A semolina sourdough, that doesn't sound like a Boston thing. Let's bring that to New Jersey.
1: I would like to do that. Um, What about, uh, have you been to a place called Raza in New Jersey?
0: That's over in uh, Jersey City.
1: That is in Jersey City, yeah. He's a good friend of yours? Yeah, I
0: went over there years ago. Years ago. Very good place. I got to get back over there.
1: Yeah, he's got uh, a lot of good stuff going. Um, I hear good things. I hear, I hear good, good things. things. He uh, he does a a tomato test, and he's got a tomato chart. He tests every jarred and canned tomato that is made, and he creates a chart.
0: Uh, really, I'm gonna have to get the fuck over there sooner than I thought.
1: Yeah, he's good. This guy Dan Richard. Um, I I work here in Long Island uh, closely with a pizza place called Phil's Pizza. Um, he sells my prosciutto bread and I don't know if you've, that's my specialty is prosciutto bread and lard bread. I put a lot of lard Jesus,
0: in it. Now you're talking my style. I love prosciutto bread.
1: I got, uh, the aged provolone, mortadella, pepperoni, salami, and of course, uh, prosciutto de palma.
0: You know, not for nothing, Jim. I've been trying to go on a diet because I've been getting back to the gym, but, uh, it sounds like you're going to make me crap.
1: I would like to try to make you crack. I'm going to.
0: You know, I don't want to look like Johnny Sack's wife, Ginny, after all this.
1: <laughs> I understand. Nobody would want to look like that. Jesus. Um, listen, I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, why did you want to do this?
0: Because uh, I thought you were uh, Al Pacino's brother from uh, Serpico, Jim Serpico, Frank, whatever the fuck. Uh. And, uh, you know, I could always use a nice loaf of bread.
1: Anytime it's available to you. So I expect
0: a nice care package.
1: Oh, you'll get a care package. I don't know when I could expect your guy. Just let me know.
0: Absolutely. I'll have my neighbor, Cusamano, pick it up.
1: I appreciate it. Uh, All right, Tony S., I appreciate you being here. I would love to see you in person.
0: We'll make it happen one of
1: these days, Jim. All right, buddy. Thanks again. Absolutely. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right, now we do the real one. (laughs) That was funny. All right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe Tony Soprano was on your podcast, and I get to be on with him. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: This is amazing. Do you go by? Was, do you like Nick or Nikki?
2: Yeah, you know I do a really good Tony Soprano impersonation, Jim.
0: <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if Tony's still on the line. You can hear. Yeah, I am here. Are you gonna do it for me? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's a very difficult situation. That's really not a good impersonation. You're overdoing it. Try again. <laughs> okay i'm gonna let it go tony i'm gonna let it go i'm not gonna do it anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're here with nikki petito
2: you like hey. nikki or nick I, I like nikki
1: nikki my man uh i appreciate you doing bread for the people i discovered you on instagram and i saw that we it, it seriously had some mutual friends of comedians and you perform at some of the clubs that I, I frequent and I loved your stuff. And I, I certainly loved your impersonations. And, uh, I reached out and asked you to do this and I appreciate you doing it, man.
2: Thank you, brother. I'm sorry that we couldn't get on the video. Um, I have, I don't have, uh, my internet hooked up here. I just moved. Uh, so everything's still getting situated here.
1: (laughs) I understand. So, so Nikki is a I'll say a young comedian. I don't know how, how far into your, Years of doing stand up, you are. How long you been doing it, Nikki?
2: I've been doing it since I'm 18. I'm 28 now, so about 10 years.
1: Holy crap! And you've done TV. You're you're obviously a great actor. Uh,
2: oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: You could see that on the reels you make and in your impersonations, which are essentially scenes that you're doing. If you uh, give us your your Instagram account.
2: Yes, you can follow me over at Nikki Petito on Instagram, also on Facebook.
1: Um, and I know you've done. Uh, parts and television series.
2: Yeah, I've I've been on uh, NBC's New Amsterdam uh, season four, episode 12. I I was the pierogi guy. And it's funny, the very last delivery job I ever did uh, before I booked that, I actually got hired to deliver pierogies. for (laughs) the first time and only time ever. So it uh, definitely fit me well.
1: (laughs) Now, when you were growing up, were you naturally, like a performer? And did you have an ear for impersonations?
2: I definitely had an ear for impersonating people when I was a kid, family members, cartoons, some of the people I would watch growing up. Um, And then uh, once I hit probably like sixth grade, middle school is when I really started doing them a lot. I was always doing them around people. (laughs) And I I always wanted to do stand-up. And then uh, I saw an opportunity when I was 18 to finally try it. And I've been doing it ever since.
1: So a few questions. Along the way in like junior high and high school or whenever or college, did you, do you have any funny stories about using the voices and the impersonations?
2: Absolutely. Um, the best one was uh, we had a baseball coach that I used to impersonate growing up. So my friends during science class, Used to make me call up players and tell them practice was canceled, (laughs) and then the real, and then the real coach would call them up yelling at them, and they would say, "Well, you called me saying practice was canceled," (laughs) and he would say, "I never called you saying practice was canceled. Who did you hear that from? You."
1: (laughs) Oh my God, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I got a lot of people in trouble.
1: (laughs) That's the funniest. I love pranks, man. I still do them. I'm 55, and I still make prank phone calls.
2: They're a lot of fun. A lot of fun, like the Jerky Boys.
1: I love the Jerky Boys, man. There's nothing like it right now.
2: Yeah, no, nothing.
1: And I feel...
2: I've, I've done a few pranks to Tony and other celebrities on the phone to, uh, to people in recent years.
1: Yeah. that That's... Uh, I, I did a couple on the podcast, and uh, I, I do think... Instagram is ripe for it, and there's a way to do it that people aren't doing, but uh, I'm really into that stuff.
0: I'll have to do
2: one uh, as a video or a reel eventually. That that, that would be pretty funny.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so at 18, you did stand up. Where was the first place you did it? The
2: first place I did it was in Lindhurst, New Jersey at the Whiskey Cafe. It was open mic night. I took a brief comedy class before with this guy, Bob Gonzo the day before. Um, I connected with him on Facebook after a makeup artist from a, a, a movie I produced in 2012 called Halloween Obsession. Uh, she connected me with him because he was producing an independent horror movie. By the time I contacted him, he already filled the role. But he said, I teach comedy classes if you're ever around. And they're only it was like five or ten dollars. <laughs> it was something ridiculous. <laughs> right. And I was like, uh. I don't know how great this class is going to be, but I'll I'll gamble five or ten bucks. And uh, it's
0: a good class.
2: Uh, Bob Gown's a very, very great guy to start uh, comedy with. Um, And uh, he put me on stage the next night, kept on putting me on stage. I had a paid show my uh, second night on stage right after the open mic. Uh, I've just uh, I've always I've always enjoyed it, always had a talent for it. And uh, the thing I like about doing stand-up is I'm able to incorporate my acting into it and, and my uh, my writing. I tend to do a lot of uh, bits that are kind of like one-man plays with me playing multiple characters that I impersonate.
1: Is that different than some other people who do impersonations, or is that? Some... Yeah, I, I
2: I do I do it a lot. Different. I do. I mean, I do some impersonations where I present a bit and everything, but I, I, I like to do more complex stuff with multiple characters in the bit. One of the things I do on my show is there's um, a bus that breaks down and there's a bunch of celebrities on the way to my show on the bus. Right. And they get a flat tire and they have to figure out how they're gonna change the tire and get to my show. That's, um so it's, it's like a one man play when I do that.
1: That sounds great. Um,
2: It's a lot of fun. I hope you get to see it sometime.
1: Have you ever tried out for SNL?
2: No, I haven't tried I would love to do SNL. I don't know how I've tried. I've, uh, I've looked up the process before. Um, really don't understand it. Um, you got to know somebody to get in there, but uh, I'm not giving up.
1: Interesting. We could help you with that. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, we get the info, we get the, the packets. There's a packet that you have to submit. Um, I two. would love
2: to audition for us and also because I write so much and I, I love writing sketch comedy.
1: You like sketch. I know you you also like horror. We were talking on the phone and you mentioned uh you're trying to put together a horror an yes. independent horror movie.
2: Absolutely. It's uh that's what I want. That's my number 1 goal more than anything right now. I love comedy and I I love acting and filmmaking and I it's very tough to pick one over the other, but um I started writing uh, something about the personal experience I had in uh, New Jersey uh, years ago, uh, about 10 years ago when I worked security. And uh, I did one draft, I remember, and it was absolutely horrible. Did a table reading, it just got roasted by everybody. And I kept on doing more drafts, more table readings, and they, they were still bad over and over and over again. And I kept on working on them over the years, sporadically, Sometimes in major spurts. And uh, as I, you know, matured and learned more about writing, I finally understood the process and everything. Then I hired um, a professor from David Lynch's film school to help me um, critiquing and uh, d- doing uh, some uh, suggestions for edits. And uh, now it's a, a very tight, beautiful script that I'm very proud of and it's um the first of uh, a horror franchise hopefully i've had uh i've had some offers um i'm still exploring my options because of uh the uh, the strikes going on and everything so i don't want to do anything until after the strike obviously um in, in respect to not only the writers but the actors of course right it's, it's insane what's going on right now it's, it's really a shame uh that uh you know, writers really don't uh, get get enough credit. They have to spend so much time writing and writing and editing and criticism and being creative and getting in that right space. And uh, you know, writers just do not get the credit for it. It's uh, it's really a shame.
1: They don't get the credit, and it's also very hard to to break in and make a living at writing. Um,
2: it sure is. It sure is. I know that firsthand.
1: Yeah. I mean there's there's probably in terms of screenwriters, it's probably less than a thousand people in the country that make a full time living screenwriting. Um I believe it. But at this point I, I, I see an end to this thing. I, I hopefully it'll be over by by the new year.
2: Uh, I hope so. It's driving me insane. I've just been itching to do shit. Yeah, man.
1: Now you're also uh, involved in writing music and songs? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I do. I do um if right, 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 so you ever see my shows, um, I do a couple of uh, raps as Tony Soprano rap parodies. Um, okay. I do a parody of Cardi B's WAP, about <laughs> whacking Big Pussy. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, and then I do uh, a parody to ASAP Ferg's Plain Jane called Hot Gobble Bool. <laughs> and uh, then I have a couple songs that I do as Adam Sandler. I love adam sandler he's, you, uh,
1: do you mind doing a little adam sandler for us why not how are you
2: mr <laughs> do you have any kosher bread today
1: so i have an adam sandler story okay when i was 22 i was an assistant at a music booking agency who sent me to these college conventions to book yeah. their bands which was like the village people and some oldies groups and I became friends with the live appearance agent for Adam Sandler, who was like 26. And when I say he was his agent, he only did his colleges. Um, cause he was junior to the people who did the, the real shit. And, uh, they weren't going to the other conventions and they asked me to sell Adam Sandler. And I ended up booking a whole East coast college tour in about 92. And they were 25 grand a gig for Adam Sandler. And I would drive him to the gigs. That's how I kind of broke into comedy. And when I had the one-on-one with Adam, I realized it was much different than dealing with a band and management and all this shit. And I just wanted to represent comedians full time. And ultimately that's what I did. But he was a fucking nice guy.
2: I'm sure he was. He seems like it. I, I, I he, He's been uh, growing up. My mom and I, he, he was always our favorite. I've seen probably every movie of his. I got. I finally got to. I didn't get to meet him. I saw him in person last year. I went to a Q and A of Hustle. He was fantastic in that.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. Favorite,
2: what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie?
1: Oh, the the one where you know he went to the diamond district and did all that. Uh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems movie. You know, I like I loved him, Uncut Gems. I like him in the serious stuff. The, I do too. You know, uh,
2: Punch Drunk Love, uh, Rain Over Me. Those are. He's fantastic in both of those.
1: Love those, the the goofy over the top stuff, wasn't particularly my thing, but I appreciate it. And he's like the best at
2: it. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good answer. <laughs> you know, I love that stuff. I love the uh, Happy Gilmore.
1: My kids love it, and even like Dumb and Dumber is not my taste. Uh,
2: yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's too much for me.
1: But my kids love all that. So, and and all those guys are brilliant. Um, now, is there a certain uh? Uh, how, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. Like you got a, a tenor, alto, uh, in terms of voice, like how do you, which voices do you know you could do? How do you identify?
2: So I, tell, I get that question a lot. Okay. It's all about people that I like and people that I listen to and people that, um, that have certain quirks. Like there's a lot of people that just, they're just too boring or, or they're too like similar, to, like they're just too generic. To be impersonated you know what i mean yeah we don't have a lot of characters that are like young today like i don't do really well with impersonating younger people because their their voices aren't too too developed. some of them are um you know i just uh, i don't watch a lot of like newer stuff and a lot of nobody does a lot of (laughs) i'm very old school you know i don't have cable right um I watch DVDs, though. I watch DVDs. I watch Blu-rays. I have a huge DVD, Blu-ray uh, collection. I listen to vinyl. Uh-huh. Um, I have a huge vinyl collection. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, I, I, I don't watch too much new stuff. Like, I went to the movies the other day, and I went to the 40th anniversary of Christine. The, it's the Stephen King movie. You ever see that? I never saw it.
1: Love Stephen King, it's about, though.
2: It's about a haunted... Uh, uh, like, a car that kills people, basically.
1: Really? was yeah, the movie interesting good? Movie.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. I mean, it's a, it's a little cheesy, but it's 1983. That's how it was for movies like that back then.
1: And uh are you are you going out on a regular basis to perform your your sh- stand up?
2: I'm out every night. Um, if I'm not doing a real show, I'm I'm trying out new material. And um, I love co- I love uh, comedians. Um in New Jersey, the uh, comedy scene is uh, very uh uh, supportive and uh you know we're like a family out here
1: like in new where? york but where where in new jersey north north jersey but what what are those clubs
2: um dojo comedy club over in Morris plains i work down at uncle vinnie's a lot there's not too too many comedy clubs exactly in north jersey there's bananas yeah. there's uh, stress factory is more central um a lot of the places in north jersey it's uh, when I do shows, if it's not at the dojo or Scotty's Comedy Club in Springfield, um, it's, it, it tends to be at different venues and like restaurants that aren't uh, labeled as comedy clubs. Okay. I'm Italian, so I, I get booked at a lot of, you know, a, a, Italian venues.
1: <laughs> yeah, they probably want you to do Tony Soprano. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. We we're talking about prank phone calls. Would you, would you be willing to do a prank with me now? Yeah, let's do it. So here, here's some context. We're going to call a place called Phil's Pizza. Okay. There is no Phil at Phil's Pizza. There is Pizza. no Phil. No. The, the guy... But we're
0: going to call up and we're going to ask for fucking Phil.
1: Right, but here's the problem. The guy who owns its name is Anthony, and everyone else who works there is Anthony. So depending on who answers the... And one Anthony doesn't quite get humor, but the guy who owns it does. He's Anthony. He's Anthony number one, but Anthony number two may answer the phone, but they're going to answer it and say, Phil's pizza.
0: Okay. So So you want, so when they answer the phone, you want me to say, hello, can I speak to Phil or Anthony? Phil. Start with
1: Phil. And if he gives you a hard time or whatever, then ask for Anthony and tell him you didn't like it, whatever. All right. You got it. All right. Let's see if we could actually do this. How you doing? What's
0: up? I like to speak to Phil. Hello? Phil's not, right not there right now? No. Can I speak to Anthony? Anthony, he, he's not here, so he left. Anthony's Anthony. not there? No. So who's there? The, another Anthony. Yeah, put the other Anthony on the phone. That's what I'm talking about. I think that's Miguel. No, I want to talk to Anthony. I don't want to talk to Miguel. Hey, okay, hold on.
1: Jesus Christ. Can I get some fucking customer service in here or what? Hold on, man. I just tried
0: to transfer to speak to
1: Anthony. Wow. Miguel's giving you a Jesus. little attitude. Hey, what are you gonna do? Hey. hey, is this Anthony?
0: No. This
2: is uh well this is Anthony but not the owner, Anthony.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. But uh yeah, where's uh, Phil today, Ant? Phil? Yeah There's no Phil. What do you mean there's no Phil? There's no Phil. Then whose fucking pizza is this that I'm eating? Oh my god. <laughs>
2: uh, thank you, thank you, thank you
0: very much. Thank you. Yeah. Who's this? Elvis it. Presley? I thought he was dead. Jimmy, are there?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the guy, who the fuck named the place Phil's?
1: There there was a Phil like 30 years ago that owned seven pizza places. And he sold all seven well, to different people. That. Everybody yeah, follow fun. Nick on Instagram. I appreciate you doing this. This is a little different than something we've done, but uh, I, I loved connecting with fun. you.
2: Thank you so much. And Thank you for thinking of me,
1: Jim. Yeah, yeah, man. And we'll be talking about comedy and all kinds of stuff, buddy.
2: Absolutely, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank Pretty good. You Thank
1: you very much. Bye-bye. This episode of Bread for the People was brought to you by Side Hustle Bread, Long Island's handcrafted artisanal bread company. Side Hustle Bread is a family-run business that's bringing the neighborhood feel back to Long Island one loaf at a time. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to head on over to iTunes and rate and review this episode. Reviewing and rating is the most effective way to help us grow our audience. This episode was produced by Milestone TV and Film. I'm your host, Jim Serpico. Blessed be the bread, everyone.